Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. So, Helena, it seems like the Longhorns had a bit of a farewell party at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium, didn't they? Oh, they did indeed, Stephen. A 57-7 victory over Texas Tech, marking their first 50-point win in a Big 12 game since 2007. Quite the parting gift, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And it wasn't just a high-scoring game. They put on a defensive masterclass, holding Texas Tech to just 198 total yards. And let's not forget the touchdown from Jet Bush. That was a stroke of luck when the ball bounced off the Red Raiders running back right into his arms. Certainly a memorable play. And according to ESPN stats, Texas became the first Big 12 team with a blocked punt, a kick return touchdown, and a defensive touchdown in the same game in the last 20 years. That's quite the feat. Coach Sarkeesian seems to be focusing on the Big 12 championship next, rather than speculating about the college football playoff. Yes, he's confident in his team's abilities, especially after their victory over Alabama. Oh, that was definitely a statement game. 34-24 over Alabama in Tuscaloosa, no less. Indeed, Sarkeesian is proud of his team's accomplishments so far this season. But he's also aware of the task at hand, the Big 12 championship. And let's not forget the little extra spice added to this game. Last year, Texas Tech beat the Longhorns and coach Joey McGuire had some choice words, didn't he? He certainly did. He claimed that everything runs through Lubbock. And then there was Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark's comments, which were played on the stadium's video board. A little bit of friendly rivalry never hurt anyone. But let's talk about Arch Manning's debut. What a reception he got from the crowd. Oh, the crowd went wild when he entered the game. And he showed some promise, didn't he? He certainly did. And it looks like the Longhorns are heading into the Big 12 championship with a lot of momentum. Absolutely. Coach Sarkeesian and his team will be looking to make a strong statement in their final Big 12 season. From a thrilling college football game in Texas, we now switch gears and head over to the icy rinks of the National Hockey League. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been making waves with a thunderous performance in a recent showdown. Stay tuned as we delve into the details of this electrifying match. Big news from the NHL, Helena. Tampa Bay Lightning really brought the thunder in their recent game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Quite a comeback for goalie Andre Vasilevsky, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, Stephen. After his off-season surgery, Vasilevsky made a triumphant return with 22 saves in his season debut. What a way to kick off their three-game road stretch. Indeed, and his teammates certainly did their part. Braden Point with a hat trick and two assists, Nikita Kucherov with two goals and four assists. Don't forget Steven Stamkos, Brandon Hagel, and Luke Glendening also contributing to the scoreline. The Lightning really were firing on all cylinders. They certainly were. And Vasilevsky was quick to credit his team, talking about how they played unbelievably in front of him. The goal support, he said, was remarkable. And it's not just about the offense, Stephen. The Lightning's defense was also on point. They held the Hurricanes to just 12 even-strength shots, something that coach John Cooper was particularly pleased about. Right you are, Helena. And let's not forget the power play goals, three in the first six minutes of the second period. That's some effective use of power play opportunities. Absolutely, Stephen. And the Hurricanes, well, they had a tough time with penalties. 
zero for four on the penalty killing, which really hurt their chances. Indeed. But let's not forget the Hurricanes' Stefan Nosen and Michael Bunting, who managed to get on the score sheet. It's just a shame that goalie Antti Ranta couldn't stop the Lightning's onslaught. That's right, Stephen. But, as Hurricanes coach Rod Brindamore said, they beat themselves. It's a tough lesson, but one they'll need to learn from as they move forward. Absolutely, Helena. It's back to the drawing board for the Hurricanes. But for the Lightning, this is a momentum swing that could carry them forward in the season. While the Lightning are riding high on their recent victory, not all is smooth sailing in the NHL. Let's move from the ice rink to a more personal story that's currently unfolding. Stephen, let's shift gears to the NHL. Colorado Avalanche's defenseman Samuel Girard has taken a step back from the team. Yes, I saw that. He's enrolled in the NHL-NHLPA player assistance program, correct? Absolutely. The announcement came just before the Avalanche's game against the Minnesota Wild. And they pulled off a win, didn't they? But let's not lose focus on Girard. He's been away due to personal reasons, missing two games already. Indeed. And while he's receiving treatment, it's important to note that he will continue to be paid and can return to the team once cleared by the program administrators. That's a relief. Now, Gerard wasn't silent about his reasons, was he? No, he wasn't. Through his agency, CAA, he revealed that he's been struggling with severe anxiety and depression, which unfortunately led to alcohol abuse. That's heartbreaking. It takes courage to publicly acknowledge such personal struggles. Absolutely. His father, Tony Gerard, also posted a message on social media assuring everyone that his son is in good hands and requesting privacy. Yes, he mentioned that they're in touch with Samuel and that all the supportive messages are really touching him. He also called his son a great fighter. A fighter indeed. Remember, Gerard is the one who broke his sternum during Colorado's Stanley Cup run last year, and still... And still continued to play. That's dedication. The Avalanche coach, Jared Bednar, also expressed his support for Samuel's decision, didn't he? Indeed. He emphasized the importance of taking care of oneself, stating you've got to take care of yourself first before you're able to come and help a team. It's a strong reminder that athletes, like everyone else, have their own battles. We wish Samuel Gerard all the best in his recovery. From the ice rink to the football pitch, the world of sports never fails to keep us on our toes. As we continue to support Samuel Gerard in his journey, let's now turn our attention to a surprising development in women's football. Helena, did you catch the latest in the world of women's football? South Africa has pulled out of the running to host the Women's World Cup in 2027. Yes, I saw that. Quite a surprise, considering they were among the four bids confirmed by FIFA. But they've decided to focus on the 2031 tournament instead. Exactly. And it seems like a strategic move. As SAFA CEO Lydia Monyapau put it, they want to present a well-prepared bid for 2031, rather than rush a presentation for 2027. That's a sensible approach. So, who does that leave in the running for 2027? We're left with a joint bid from Belgium, Germany, and the Netherlands, a bid from Brazil, and another joint bid by Mexico and the U.S. And the decision will be made by the FIFA Congress on May 17, 2024. It'll be interesting to see who gets the nod. Absolutely. And let's not forget, the last Women's World Cup in 2023 was hosted by Australia and New Zealand, and Spain took home the trophy. Right. 
and the Men's World Cup in 2026 will be co-hosted by the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. It's a busy time for football worldwide.